Part four. Do. Micro adventures. As my attempts to live adventurously evolved from jumping on planes to distant continents towards a broader emphasis on imagination, I began to develop the idea of micro adventures. They have been part of my effort to learn to look for the opportunities amongst the constraints of life. I never imagined how helpful the principle would be for me, both in the literal sense of squeezing exercise and fresh air around the margins of my days, but also as a metaphor to help with everything I do. A micro-adventure is no different from an adventure, however you personally define the word adventure. The only difference is that a micro-adventure is one that is close to home, cheap, simple, short, and therefore more likely to actually happen. They have the additional benefit of being a heck of a lot kinder to the environment than far-flung jaunts. Micro-adventures were my attempt to capture the spirit, principles and benefits of challenging expeditions through accessible activities condensed into a weekend away or even a midweek overnight escape. I began by walking a 120-mile lap of London alongside the M25, but I learned that that was still too big for most people. So I explored a lap of my own home, walking a circle with a mere two-mile radius. I discovered places along the way that I had never seen before. I also built a raft that sank and drifted down a river on tracked inner tubes. I cycled to the sea to sleep on a beach. I pedalled across the Pennines between the houses where my parents were born. I cooked on campfires, slept on hilltops overlooking cities and motorways, and watched meteor showers from my sleeping bag. Sometimes it rained, sometimes the sun shone. Some nights were idyllic. Others only reminded me to appreciate my own bed again. I just kept on doing things, learning from my mistakes, building habits, making routine life a little more vivid and memorable. I had grown aware of how many people love the idea of adventure, but are not able to have adventures of their own, or think that they cannot. I decided to try to break down some of the barriers getting in the way. You can't afford to cross a continent? Try this instead. What is within reach? You don't have time for a big adventure? What can you do? Still too hard? Okay, try this. I kept reducing and simplifying and trying to put a positive spin on every situation. Think smaller and simpler. Look around you. What can you do in your lunch break? Climb a tree. Make coffee in the woods. Swim in a river. When you're driving, use your sat-nav as an adventure guide. Look for streams to detour to rather than service stations. You can always do something. It is not always easy to do, but I'm trying to teach myself to approach every day adventurously by embracing curiosity and encouraging excitement. I prefer this approach to trundling along the conveyor belt like an unloved plate of sushi until the next blip of excitement like a summer holiday or weekend away. I'm learning to search for the beauty in every landscape, to cultivate a deeper appreciation by paying attention to details, the first buds of spring, 
the first Swift, the globe's still working. The canvas of my life will be painted by thousands of these small moments, decisions and actions, not by a handful of dramatic splodges or events. I hope that the essence of microadventures is transferable to you. Microadventures is an idea that anyone can use, whether you are a potter, a programmer or a potholer. It offers a way to convert big ideas into small beginnings. If you dream of climbing Everest, but can't get round to sleeping on top of your local hill, you need to know there's a glitch in your system. Dream up a massive adventure, and then go do an easy one instead. This way, you will actually get on and do it. You will build momentum. And once you have momentum, the big adventure dreams take care of themselves. Over to you. Question one. What is your big dream? Question two. What is a tiny version of this? Schedule a date in your diary to go and do it.